0: Hey there travelers, I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. I'm Riley. And this is True Crime International.
1: So, Angelica, where are you taking us today?
0: Today, we find ourselves in New Zealand, where I will share with you the tale of the legendary Minnie Dean.
2: Um, New Zealand has always been so interesting to me.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, it's from KJ Appa.
2: <laughs> Ever since I found out that that's where Lord's from,
0: <laughs> I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, she's from New Zealand. All right.
0: Go ahead. Okay, to give a little background, Minnie Dean was born in Greenock, Scotland, so not even New Zealand, in 1844. Her parents were John McCulloch and Elizabeth Swan, which, from the, like, straight off the bat, I completely lost my train of thought, because I was like, Elizabeth Swan, Pirates of the Caribbean, Keira Knightley is so hot. Plot twist. Was my, the, the movie's was, about
2: her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. I think... The movie is actually a better story than this one, but which is (laughs) rare. So when she was 13 years old, her mother died of cancer, which I do wonder what kind of impact this had on her considering her certainly complicated future as a mother and a caregiver in general. But either way, it's sad. It's unknown when she arrived in New Zealand, but she was there in the early 1860s with two children. And she also claimed to be a widow of a
1: Tasmanian doctor.
0: However, there's no record of this marriage, her husband's death, or her children being born.
1: Question. Um, was New Zealand a penal colony like Australia was?
0: Things I don't know, part one.
1: <laughs> okay. Because if it was, I feel like it probably was. I'm not entirely sure. But if it was a penal colony like Australia, why'd she go there willingly? 'Cause I mean, wouldn't have the wouldn't this have been around the time they were sending people? Or no, would that have been after? Hold on. When was Australia a penal colony?
2: New Zealand was a federal federation penal colony located on Earth in the New Zealand Island group. It was
1: located
0: on Earth? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> what, wow. that's what this says. I have no idea.
2: When were um, people being sent to New Zealand as criminals? Does it say? I don't know. No. But also, this like that fact is odd to me because Tasmania's in Australia. Yes. So was she in Australia first and then went to New Zealand, or was the uh, the Australian doctor in New Zealand? Yeah, I'll talk about this. Okay. okay.
0: Okay. So I'm not really sure what to think about it, but I think there's a chance that there never was a husband, because keep in mind this was during a time that it was extremely looked down upon to have children out of wedlock. <laughs> <laughs> of wedlock. But it did happen. So in moving to New Zealand, she could have been looking for a fresh start away from the judgmental gaze of others and in a place where no one knew where she was. Regardless of what the situation was, all of her neighbors thought she came to New Zealand from Australia. Oh, okay. In 1872, she married an innkeeper named Charles Dean, and the two lived in Meadow Creek, which was an important stop on the route to the goldfields. When the gold rush ended, they turned to farming instead. By 1880, both of our daughters were grown and out of the house, so the Deans adopted a daughter named Margaret. They reportedly weren't doing great financially, so they moved to Winton, where Charles became a pig farmer, and they bought a two-story, seven-bedroom home called The Larches. One day, I want a home that has its own name, because I want to have my life fucking put together.
2: Me too. I'm going to name my house either way. It also reminds me of um the Taylor Swift song where they where they name their house the Holiday House.
0: Yes, that's exactly like, what I was I'm thinking. I'm for sure going
2: to name my house, but <laughs> the name also might change over the years because I'm extremely indecisive. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's mom has a
1: house that has a name. What's it called? The Casa de la Piedra, which means uh like stone house because Aww. when he was a kid, he used to have arguments with his friend his friend would be like, well, well, my house is made of bricks, so mine's really strong. And my boyfriend would be like, well, mine's made of stone. And so <sighs> they started calling it Casa de la Piedra, and it stuck, and that's just what it is now.
2: Oh, that's so
0: cute. <laughs> Soon after they moved, their home burned down, and in its place, Charles built a much smaller cottage, a two-room situation. So now they had even more land to farm on. It was during this time that Minnie Dean began to endeavor in something called baby farming in order to bring in some more money. The name makes it sound like hella ominous and dark, but in principle, it really isn't. So Riley's going to sort of describe what, what Riley Farming
2: <laughs> They only farm people named Riley.
0: <laughs> what baby farming is and what this looked like at the Dean home for y'all.
2: So what baby farming is essentially is when a person or persons would give up an unwanted child or a child that they couldn't care for or that they had out of wedlock because again in that time having children out of wedlock was extremely frowned upon but there were still minimal forms of contraception so it happened pretty frequently because you know people be having sex but um They would pay someone else to care for it or essentially adopt it, and they could pay in a lump sum of money or monthly, like a small amount each month, because obviously people were working and a lot of times didn't have a large sum of money. So for Minnie, this kind of looked like a daycare with a bunch of different children. And at at one point, she had up to nine children in her care. And as for payment, she would receive payment either way in one lump sum or small amounts each month.
0: In 1889, a six-month-old died in Dean's care of convulsions, and then a six-week-old passed two years later of cardiovascular and respiratory issues. And it was these two deaths that led to a formal inquest against her. The coroner in charge of this inquest concluded that the children were being well cared for, but the premises were inadequate. Which makes a lot of sense if you ask me, because this was only a two-bedroom house, and it had her living there, her husband, margaret and then they adopted another daughter esther whom
1: she adopted in
0: 1890 and then she had all of these kids on top
2: of it
1: so wait were those other kids living there full time or would they go home with the parents at night was it was it like an actual daycare or was it like an overnight sort of situation
2: no it was full time like she was now the full had full custody of these kids because the people that gave her the kids typically didn't want other people to know that they had had a kid. Ah, uh, okay. I so, it. so they would pay someone else to take their kid off of their hands and raise it as their own. Right, okay.
0: This isn't even taking into consideration the infant mortality
2: rate during this time period, which Riley can address. Yeah, so the infant mortality rate in New Zealand during this time period, like the late 1800s, was such a large problem that it affected around... 80 to 100 babies out of every 1000 that were born which compared to today is like massive. And this was not only due to the universally poor standards of hygiene at the time, you know, like they just didn't they didn't take care of themselves the way that we do today, but also like the plethora of mild illnesses that were known to cause death because modern medicine just wasn't available and wasn't around yet like angel said the respiratory issues that caused the death of a six-week-old in minnie's care like that could have been prevented but because they didn't have the means it added to the infant mortality rate
0: as a result of the inquest the people saw minnie dean as untrustworthy and the police began to keep a closer eye on her especially as it was reported that she attempted to take out life insurance policies on some of these children, albeit unsuccessfully. In 1892, police took charge of a three-week-old that Dean had adopted for just 25 pounds. The police had found the baby two days later in a boarding house after tracing Dean. The baby was in dirty clothes and was being fed curdled and sour milk. The police firmly believe that if they had not found the baby, it too would have died as the mother barely recognized her child as it had, quote, altered for the worse, end quote, just two days later, two days after she gave Dean the child.
1: Wait, that was two days? Yeah, two days. She looked that bad? Yeah. How badly do you have to neglect a child for it to look that fucked up in two days?
0: Yeah, that's what I want to know. And also, we don't know if it was born healthy. Like, We don't really know these things.
1: That's true. But Um, if if the mother didn't even recognize the child, that says a lot.
0: It really does. They continued to keep Dean under surveillance, obviously. And then in 1895, on May 2nd, things came to a head. And I'm not sure the exact sequence of events, but it reportedly all happened very quickly. And I'm assuming this is because of the close eye the police were keeping on her and the fact that the townspeople knew who she was and just did not trust her whatsoever. On this day, Minnie Dean boarded a train with a young baby and some other belongings, including a hat box, which I really wish hat boxes were still a thing. Like they're so cool. I always but am tempted just, to buy them.
2: You had to carry them around with you. It yeah. looks so annoying. Like to carry. so when so when you take your hat off, you have a place to put it. To me, it's aesthetically pleasing. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> To me, it sounds like too much of a hassle for me to actually care that much about the aesthetic.
0: (laughs) That's fair. On the return trip, she had the hat box on her, which the railway porters noted was suspiciously heavy, which hats obviously are not heavy, and she didn't have the baby anymore. A woman named Mm -hmm. Jane Hornsby came forward and told the police that she had given her granddaughter, a one-month-old named Eva, to Dean. It seems like that very day she gave her that child. So the police looked around the railway but found no trace of the child. But when they went to Dean's residence, they discovered the clothes that reportedly belonged to Ava and Dean was not able to produce the child. They did a search of the premises and it was in the garden that they found not only Ava, but the body of another baby girl and the skeleton of an older boy. An inquest was able to find the cause of death for two of the three children. Ava had died of suffocation. Another girl, one-year-old Dorothy Edith Carter, died of an overdose of laudanum, which was used during the time to sedate children and get them to sleep. During this time, it was incredibly easy to gain access to this, and it wasn't until the 20th century that it became something you had to have a prescription for, and it was way more regulated.
1: I'm a horrible person because... When you said that the box was heavier, I immediately thought of the end scene from the movie Seven when Brad Pitt's like, What's in the box? Have you not seen I've that film? Seen that. No, <laughs> no, I've never seen oh that movie. Oh my God. I've
0: never heard do of you, it. <laughs> do you want to know what's in the box? Yes. Please tell me yeah. what's in the box.
2: Okay, please, for anyone that. It- a child. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Oh no. Oh my God. Yeah. And <laughs> in the movie, she was his that. wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's please. it's a heavy movie. But if you're into true crime, it's fun because there's a psychopath. And who's played by uh, – the psychopath is played by what's his nuts? Um, ah, Kevin Spacey. Oh. Oh, I know. Disgusting. But you, you can hate him in that film. So it's great to watch.
0: That's good. Hate him in I real life,
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> That's my justification for watching films with horrible people in them. Because if they're playing a character I can hate then it just kind of like adds to the experience because I hate the person in real life and I hate the character. So it's all good.
2: Very all works true. out.
0: There's some conflicting reports. So I'm not sure if the third child in the garden and another child that was discovered are the same. But regardless, a four-year-old boy was also discovered buried at the Dean residence. And it was found that this boy had been drowned, reportedly in 1894. Dean said that this death had been accidental and that she buried him instead of reporting his death because she didn't want another inquest against her.
1: Which I oh, how get. inconvenient. I, I oh, guess I know, people right? <laughs> didn't
0: trust her already and she was worried about the money. But like, mm, seems sketch. Very sketchy. During her trial, Minnie Dean didn't actually speak. But she wrote a 49-page account of the amount of children that lived with her and what happened to them while she was awaiting trial.
2: 49 pages?
0: Yes, 49 pages. Oh my word. Which is really long. Yeah. Before I get into what happened to Minnie Dean, I want to backtrack and note that Minnie Dean wasn't the only one who was on trial during this time for similar circumstances involving the murder of children. There was also Caroline Whitting, Phoebe Veach, and Sarah Jane and Anna Flanagan. I want to get into these real quick because I found a bit of a theme, and I'm going to bring that up towards the end of the episode. So, Riley, if you can just give us a brief rundown of what happened with these women.
2: Yeah. Um, Caroline Whitting drowned three of her children in 1872 in the Waikiki River and then tried to drown herself after but was unsuccessful. That um, sounds
1: exactly like the story of La Llorona from Mexico. Do you guys know that story?
2: No, I don't. No, I don't think I do.
1: Oh, it's like an ancient legend. And it's like the same thing as she drowned her three children in the river, and then she tried to drown. Well, she did drown herself, and then got up to heaven. And God was like, "Where are your kids?" And she was like, "Oh, they're coming." And he's like, "Bitch, I know what you did." So he sends her back down to earth, uh, and she can't get into heaven until she can bring her children with her. But because they were murdered by their mother, their souls are lost. And so the legend Aww. goes that she, like, she's called La Yorona because the word for cry is Yorar um so it's like Aww. the crying woman and legend goes like if you're by a river and you are a child or a man uh she will kill you
0: that gives me oh, like the woman a very dark lives. ending
1: <laughs> yeah like the very first episode of supernatural was based on the legend of the Black oh Yurana. my god
2: really okay yeah i love that episode. Crazy. so then phoebe veech drowned her daughter in the wanganui river i'm sorry if I'm pronouncing these names wrong, Um, in 1883. And a friend of Phoebe's said that Phoebe was having a hard time bringing up both of her kids because she had a daughter and a son. And she was considering sending her daughter to Fielding, which was a northern settlement in the Manawatu district of the North Island of New Zealand. So she was kind of thinking about participating in baby farming from the other end. But then kind of just resulted in killing her own daughter, which I don't really agree with. But, you know, who does? Um, And then Sarah Jane and Anna Flanagan were convicted of murdering Anna's, quote unquote, illegitimate child in 1891. Because, you know, an an illegitimate child is a child that was had out of wedlock. And so they didn't want Anna to be seen as Any less because she had a child. But what the three of these cases have in common is the women were all sentenced to death penalties, but they had their sentences reduced to life sentences. And this was apparently because the courts at the time were willing to recognize that certain circumstances could lead to a sort of quote unquote maternal madness that couldn't be helped as like single mothers and mothers that were raising multiple children And it's kind of like the modern day insanity plea.
1: Well, could that be um, postpartum psychosis, maybe like an early sort of recognizing of it?
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
0: And we'll talk about that a little later on, too.
2: Yeah. And also a side note that I wanted to mention, um, as I was like looking up these cases and illegitimate children it was noted that illegitimate children often had the prefix Fitz added to their surname to denote that the child's parents were not married when the child was born. So like if the surname was Gerald, they added Fitz. So it was like Fitzgerald so that everyone knew that this child had unwed parents.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it reminds me of Game of Thrones. Like they had Jon Snow, Ramsay Snow because they were bastards.
2: Oh, see, I've never seen Game of Thrones, so nice oh, relation. Don't bother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, really, the end just makes it not worth it. It seriously. <laughs> Getting back to Dean, there are mixed reports if it had been Dorothy, Eva, or both babies with her on the train. Her lawyer, Alfred Hanlon, was later quoted saying that Minnie had been quote sitting serene and unperturbed in the carriage with one tiny corpse in. A tin box at her feet and another enshrouded in a shawl and secured by traveling straps in the luggage rack at her head. End quote.
2: Ew. Yeah. That's disgusting.
0: <laughs> it's it's and awful. Awful. Yes.
2: So she was just wrapped in a shawl and strapped in?
0: That's what he said, and like I not does- positive.
2: I wonder if because on trains back then, a lot of times there was someone there who took your luggage and put it on the rack. And I just wonder how you pick something up like that and not think it's suspicious. Maybe he just <laughs> didn't get paid enough to think it was suspicious. <laughs>
1: yeah, probably. That could be. The
0: death that she ended up being charged with was that of Dorothy Carter. And Hanlon attempted to first say that the death was accidental. And then he tried to change the charge to manslaughter. But in the end, on June 21st, she was found guilty of murder and sentenced to death. Hanlon never called her to the stand to defend herself, and I think it was because of the fact that she was so disliked by the community. And I do wonder what would have happened if she had spoken for herself. Like, if her defense would have been good enough. But we'll never know. According to her, she looked over 26 children between 1889 and 1895, not including the two daughters that she adopted. Six of those children died and their deaths were known. Five children were found alive on her property and one was adopted back by their family. But, you know, I'm not great at math, but 26 minus 12 equals 14. And in (laughs) her own record, she had nothing about what happened to these children.
2: And obviously maybe they like grew up or well, I guess this time wasn't long enough for them to grow up.
0: Exactly. It. I mean, it's very suspicious. We don't know. Maybe they were adopted. Some of them, maybe we have them really more of them died by accident. Like we were not sure. But the police strongly believe that she murdered these children, but they don't have any proof.
2: Also, I'm curious because <laughs> I was reading and it said something about how with the children on the train, like the girl in the hat box, she had gotten on the train carrying the baby Mm -hmm. in the hat box and went somewhere else. And then on her way back, the girl was like no longer with her and in the hat box. So like, why was she going to other places to kill these children and not, and then burying them in her own garden? Like what, why would she leave to go do that and then come back and just leave herself guilty?
0: Yeah, I am not sure. And maybe she buried them in her garden because it was an accident and she wanted to have them rest like at rest somewhere that was beautiful. And this was just a horrible mistake. But we really don't know. All I'm saying
2: is my grandmother had nine children and never accidentally killed a single one. <laughs> And they and they lived on a farm. (laughs) Oh God! With a pond in the back that none of them ever drowned in.
0: (laughs) Yes, Uh, there's that. There's definitely that. Okay. Also, side note here. During the trial, street vendors reportedly sold miniature hat boxes with small baby dolls inside. Oh my God!
2: I saw that.
0: That is so morbid. And
1: why would you buy that?
2: Bad. That is (sighs) fucked up. It reminds me of. Did either of you watch Little Fires Everywhere? Yes. No. Do you remember when the trial was going on and Izzy was selling those baby dolls with, like, that faces was, taped to them? Yep, that to was like
0: disgusting.
2: Oh, my gosh. I, I know.
0: And this is also disgusting. I agree. Dean was hanged on August 12th in 1985. And her last no. words were... No. Nope. Oh my God, guys.
1: Wait, we where keep time traveling.
2: It's also not 1885. No, it has to be 95. It's 1895. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I get for
0: writing stuff when I'm half, half asleep.
1: Do it when you're drunk. Oh God. <laughs> Might be Do it better. when you're tipsy. Yeah. I wrote okay. so many, some of my greatest essays when I was at university were written when I was like two glasses of wine in.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, same. Also, like, Four hours before it was due.
1: Oh, always. <laughs> Same. <laughs> if, it wasn't, if it wasn't tipsy, then it was very late. Yes.
0: Jean was <laughs> hanged on August 12th in 1895. And her last words were, I have nothing left to say except that I am innocent. And when she fell through the trapdoor, she said, Oh God, let me not suffer. So till her death, she said she was innocent.
1: I don't know if I believe her. Maybe I don't either. either. <laughs> Uh, it's like, really... I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but that is too many dead babies. I'm sorry. Also, just
0: 14 n- not accounted for. Yeah. Super questionable.
2: I can't even make up a lie. Yeah, there's nothing that I can think of that could explain 14 missing children. Me no. either.
0: So earlier, I had Riley bring up those other cases involving child murders, because I find it very interesting that all of these cases involved women who were charged and found guilty, despite the fact that men were more than likely involved in some way.
2: Like, they had to be. There's no way that Minnie's husband didn't know what she was doing to these kids like what did what did he think she was like taking well maybe actually maybe that's why she got on the train with the kids because she's like oh this kid is going and i'm gonna adopt it out to someone That she actually went there killed the child and then came back without the child quote unquote without the child so that people thought this is actually what she was doing but then she came home buried them in her garden because she didn't have anywhere else to take them yeah. But then knows? at the same time, I don't
1: understand why she wouldn't just dispose of the body wherever she was because if these were unwanted children, no one would really, no one would know that they're missing, especially if she said that they've been adopted. And also, True, no she one went would, to a different city. Exactly. And no one would recognize them. Who would recognize yeah. them? So it still doesn't make sense that Not she me. would bring the babies back to bury them unless it's some weird moral code that she has. I can kill these kids. And... That's bad, but if I bury them in my garden, that's nice. That's a nice thing to do. They're with
2: the flowers. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any other reason why she would. Maybe they just Or maybe made- maybe she like she didn't have the means to bury them somewhere else and she didn't want to just like leave them in the woods because then someone could easily find them, so she needed a spot to put them and she thought the only place I can easily dig without being suspicious as my own garden yeah maybe they were good food for the flowers all right that's
1: <laughs> okay Continue. <laughs> <good> to
0: <laughs> um, so riley you brought up her husband which valid point um yep. so in the new zealand historical drama hanlon which is based on alfred hanlon's life and his cases and he was her lawyer um in the very first episode is the case of Minnie dean and in that show Charles was also arrested, and Hanlon stated that he could easily get his charges dropped. While I'm not sure if he actually was ever arrested, there's still the fact that he had to have known what was going on, like you said, so why wouldn't he be arrested and charged? That's not to say that these women weren't guilty or that men weren't sometimes charged in child murder, but it does point to the fact that women led extremely difficult lives during this time. Dean was the only woman to receive the death penalty in New Zealand, while the other women ended up with life sentences because of the maternal madness, which Riley mentioned earlier. But the reality behind it was there wasn't adequate knowledge of childcare, the health of themselves and their children, and the fact that some of these women ended up with children they didn't want or couldn't afford, which was why practices like baby farming existed. Still not an excuse for these dead children, like they shouldn't have been killed. Some people, like her lawyer, don't see Minnie Dean as a murderer, but more like a sign of the times. In the show Hanlon, there's a quote that says, Minnie Dean was a baby farmer. The community saw their own social neglect in her and made her the scapegoat. And then the lawyer really dramatically says, We must save our Minnie Deans! And it's like (laughs) nuts and so dramatic, but that it's an old show, so it makes sense.
2: But, but that that quote like really makes sense because she was in a way helping these women that had babies out of wedlock or families that couldn't care for their children. But like they thought that she was helping them, but she wasn't really actually treating them. The greatest.
0: Yeah. Whether or not Minnie Dean was guilty or if these deaths were accidental can be argued, but regardless of the truth, it led to some changes regarding child welfare laws.
2: Yeah, so originally in 1893, the New Zealand government passed the Infant Life Protection Act, which enforced that all people or homes that received payment for looking after infants under the age of two for 3 or more consecutive days had to be licensed as foster homes and were subject to police inspection kind of like how um the police did an inquest on Minnie and found that she was fine but her home was inadequate to have this many children in it but then after this trial came to light and they went through everything and they saw what was happening in 1896 they like really tightened the restrictions even further to prevent anything like this happening again, which, like, go you to the New Zealand government. They really are on top of it, even now. (laughs) Always.
0: Very true. (laughs) Dean has since become a sort of urban legend in New Zealand, and there's even a song about her by musician Helen Henderson, who said that Minnie was, like, the boogeyman of our town. And I guess parents would taunt their kids by saying if they were bad, Minnie would come and get them and they'd never <gasps> be, be seen again and things like oh my that. Gosh. And there's also a flower that grows that has been named the Minnie Dean. And I guess people will tear it out and burn it if it appears in a domestic garden. And uh, on a spooky little note, Dean's grave didn't have a headstone until 2009. But in January, one mysteriously appeared and read... Minnie Dean is a part of Winton's history. Where she now lies is no mystery. And evidently her relatives didn't put it there, even though her great-great-nephew had been planning to put a gravestone. And it's also said that nothing grows on her grave.
2: That is not so even Not even crazy. her flower? Nothing. Someone should plant her flower on her grave.
1: <laughs> I feel like instead of burning the flowers that they pop up in your garden, start digging like there might be.
0: right (laughs) that's so dark it's definitely
2: creepy oh yeah for sure creepy
0: (laughs) okay finish (laughs) up. all right time for a little shameless plug our socials are at true crime intl on both instagram and twitter and by searching true crime international on facebook you can join our group and chat with us about cases Give us a follow and you'll be privy to some extra content like photos and more information.
2: Well, travelers, that is all for this week's episode of True Crime International. We hope you learned something new and we hope you enjoyed your stay.